48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines. Chief Executive Carrie Lamb says she is distressed by what she calls extreme views over proposed changes to extradition laws. President of the Medical Association says more needs to be done to attract overseas trained doctors to Hong Kong. And the lawyer representing Huawei executive Meguan Zhou has told a Vancouver court that her US extradition case is politically motivated. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says she is distressed by what she calls extreme views over proposed changes to extradition laws. During a LegCo meeting, she said unnecessary fears had triggered conflicts between the mainland and Hong Kong. She said the best way to address public concerns was to have a rational discussion. She spoke to an interpreter. There have been some extreme views and unnecessary fears, probably as a result of misunderstanding. We understand that uh, there have been certain sort of um, confrontations between the mainland Hong Kong. I feel sad. In fact, um, we are trying to provide more safeguards. I think we should find ways to have more safeguards instead of uh, having a having um, any views against um, the amendment. If we allow that to happen, it means that uh, we become the haven for criminals and our safety will be jeopardized. Mrs Lam also denied that the mainland had been deliberately excluded from the Fugitive Offenders Ordinance when it was introduced in 1997. She noted that some critics had said the laws were drafted in a way to prevent offenders being extradited to the mainland. Speaking through an interpreter, she said this was nonsense. The Fugitive Offenders Ordinance said that this does not apply to the mainland. That wasn't deliberately. It's not the because of the case that uh, some people were scared of the legal system on the mainland. In the liaison committee, some people well, said that, well, that would affect the handover. I think they, they are all nonsense. You may refer to the files of the LegCo. I don't lie. You may refer to the, uh, the documents. During the meeting, the convener of the Pan-Democrats, Claudia Mo of the Council Front, called Mrs Lam a liar. She was then told to leave by LegCo President Andrew Leung, who said the remark was offensive. Ms Mo, who had to be escorted out of the chamber, denied this. I am convinced that Kerry Lam was just telling a pack of lies. And I just told the truth, that uh, she's a liar. And I can't see why I could be uh, considered as uh, uttering uh, anything offensive. And I challenge Andrew Leung, based on what house rule, he would say that uh, what I said was offensive and he had uh, uh, the authority uh, to ask me to leave. He couldn't reply to that. It's quite so obvious. Mrs Lam also said the government would study whether former Home Affairs Secretary Patrick Ho, who has been jailed in the United States, could be transferred back to Hong Kong to serve his remaining sentence. She was responding to a request made by New People's Party chairwoman Regina Ip, who urged Mrs Lam to help Mr Ho. Mrs Lam spoke to an interpreter. I will talk to the uh, Secretary for Security to see if it is for us to make the request or, it, or if it is for the person involved to make the request. Of course, uh, we will be people-oriented when we consider this issue. Mr Ho, who's 69, has been jailed for three years by a court in New York for bribery. Outside the LegCo building, a handful of members from the League of Social Democrats staged a protest to demand the withdrawal of the government's fugitive law amendment bill. 
Party Chairman Avery Ung donned a puppet prop with the faces of Carrie Lam, Electrical Secretary General Kenneth Chan and the DAB Star Lee, who chairs the House Committee. With the uh, fugitive bills, we can see that whether it's the Electrical Secretariat or the DAB, they are just puppets of the administration of uh, Carrie Lam, uh, try to force Hong Kong people to accept the current floor fugitive bill. And we have seen that over the past uh, few weeks, whether the people of Hong Kong, the 130,000 people that came out on the street to oppose the bill, or the international community, we have grave concern on the bill and the legal loophole that it will create uh, if it passes. President of the Medical Association says more needs to be done to attract overseas trained doctors to Hong Kong, despite the Medical Council approving more lenient requirements. Dr Ho Chung-Ping estimates it will attract around only 30 doctors in the first year. Under the plan, overseas doctors must sit a licensing exam and work in the public sector or medical schools here for three years. Dr Ho says he's disappointed with the outcome, but that any proposal is better than nothing. If you come back to Hong Kong, the salary is not bad. I have to say that salary is good and the tax is not high. This is a good thing. But the bad thing is we allow have a very acute housing problem so that if you come back to Hong Kong, you probably cannot rent a house like what you've been doing to overboard. So there are lots of problems for them to consider. So I'm not very hopeful that we can get a lot of people coming back. But at least this is a start. A patient's rights advocate with the Society for Community Organisation has welcomed the proposal for overseas trained doctors. But Tim Pang says he believes the number it will attract will be well short of the hundreds of vacancies. He says more needs to be done, such as scrapping the licensing exam. He also addressed claims by Alex Lam, a patient's representative on the Medical Council, as he was vote, forced to vote against his will. Any lay members elected by patient groups they have to be accountable to patients' group that uh, their voting um, preference is different from uh, the patients. I think they have a duty uh, to report to them. Maybe um, that is the source of um, his pressure, but I, I don't know the details. The lawyer representing Huawei executive Meng Wanzhou has told the Vancouver court that her U.S. extradition case should be thrown out because comments by President Trump show it's politically motivated. Sean Kennedy. Scott Fenton raised the issue during a court appearance by Huawei's chief financial officer, who's wanted in the United States on fraud charges. Meng Wanzhou, the daughter of Huawei's founder, was arrested on December the 1st. She's accused of lying to banks about the Chinese tech giant's dealings with Iran in violation of U.S. trade sanctions. While Washington has denied the case as political, Mr. Trump has said he'd consider stepping in if it would help forge a trade deal with Beijing. Mr. Fenton called these comments intimidating and corrosive of the rule of law. Mainland Court is expected to hold a hearing today on a Canadian man's appeal against a death sentence for drug smuggling. Robert Schellenberg, who's 36, was sentenced to death in January after a court deemed his previous 15-year prison sentence too lenient. Mr Schellenberg's case is seen as a potential leverage for Ms Meng, a link that Beijing denies. China says it'll retaliate if President Trump goes ahead with more tariff hikes on Friday, threatening what it calls necessary countermeasures. The Commerce Ministry gave no details of possible penalties. Mr Trump threw, out, threw global financial markets into turmoil, with his surprise threat on Sunday to raise import duties on 200 billion US dollars of Chinese goods from 10% to 25%. He complained Beijing was trying to backtrack on early agreements. 
The Judiciary Committee of the US House of Representatives has voted to hold the Attorney General William Barr in contempt of Congress. He refused to hand over the full uncensored report on Russian interference in US elections. All 24 Democrats on the committee voted for contempt proceedings. The 16 Republicans voted against. The Democratic chairman of the committee, Gerald Nadler, said the United States was now in a constitutional crisis. Attorney General Barr, having proved himself to be the personal attorney to President Trump rather than the Attorney General of the United States, by misleading the uh, public as to the contents of the Mueller report twice, by not being truthful with Congress, now he has taken a much greater step in turning the entire Department of Justice into an instrument of Trump personally. President Trump had earlier used his own executive powers to block the publication of the full report by the special counsel, Robert Mueller. Contempt issue will now go before the full House. The power station that was the scene of America's worst ever nuclear accident is to close. The Three Mile Island plant in Pennsylvania, which suffered a partial meltdown in March 1979, was shut by the end of September, as it's making too big a loss. Here's the BBC's Charles Haviland. The accident at Three Mile Island on a wintry day 40 years ago released poisonous radiation into the environment, terrifying millions of people as far away as New York City. Some locals said it gave them cancer, although no causal link has been proved. The cleanup took 14 years and cost millions of dollars. Now, Three Mile Island is to close. Its owner, Exelon Generation, said funds requested from state lawmakers had not materialised in time to save it. U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says Iran's decision to end compliance with parts of the international deal to curb its nuclear programme is intentionally ambiguous. After meeting his British counterpart in London, Mr Pompeo said the US would decide what action to take once the situation became clearer. I've seen the reporting, I've seen the letter that's been sent. I think it was intentionally ambiguous. We'll have to wait to see what Iran's actions actually are. Uh, they've made a number of statements about actions they threatened to do in order to get the world to jump. Uh, we'll, we'll see what they actually do. The United States will wait uh, to observe that. And, and when we do, we'll make good decisions. The U.S. Defense Department has suspended work to recover the remains of thousands of service personnel still missing in North Korea, 66 years after fighting ceased in the Korean War. Here's the BBC's Dan Johnson. More than 7,500 American soldiers remain unaccounted for following the war between North and South Korea, which ended in 1953. At their first summit last June, President Trump and Kim Jong-un signed a declaration committing to the recovery and return of remains from the Korean Peninsula. More than 50 boxes of remains were handed over last year, but their second summit in Hanoi earlier this year failed to produce firm agreements on cutting back nuclear weapons. And now the agency working to identify missing servicemen says North Korean officials have stopped responding, and therefore it doesn't expect any further progress in the near future. Finance and a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,441. That's 557 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $62 billion. Currencies, US dollar is trading at 109.94 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 11 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 20 cents. Sport now, and here's Adam Chung. For the second night in a row, the Champions League has produced a heart-stopping finish. Five minutes of added time are up. Dali Ali slipped it through. Lucas Moura has scored! 
He's won the semi-final right at the very end. Tottenham are through to their first Champions League final after a dramatic comeback against Ajax in Amsterdam. 2-0 down on the night, 3-0 down on aggregate at halftime. Spurs winger Lucas Moura turned things around after the break, scoring twice before the hour mark. He then completed the hat-trick on the 96th minute to put Spurs through on away goals. They'll face Liverpool in the final in Madrid on the 1st of June. Former Premier League winner Chris Sutton says Spurs' win is testament to the determination of the players and manager Maurizio Pochettino. Tottenham just dragged themselves up. They kept going and going and going. And I mean, you just thought time was out for them. But all season in the Champions League, they've been special, haven't they? They, they really have. I mean... The scenes here are just incredible. How have they done this? I, I really don't know, but testament to the manager, testament to him for making the change, and testament to the players for just, you know, for the sheer guts. They just kept going and going and going and got their reward against a top young team. Much has been said about the youth and potential of the Ajax side, but the Dutch journalist Marcel van der Kran says that potential may not be fulfilled. This team is breaking up because Frankie de Jong heading for uh, Barcelona. Matthijs de Ligt will most likely follow him unless a big Premier League club will bring put the money on the table. Hakim Ziyech is looking for an exit. You know, if there was a big success, it, they might rally round together and let's say, you know, boys, keep this great team together as much as we can. We can do with losing one or two, but not with five or six, which is probably going to happen now. Basketball and the top-ranked Milwaukee Bucks have marched into the NBA's Eastern Conference Final after a comprehensive victory over the Boston Celtics. Milwaukee used a balanced attack in Game 5, winning 116-91 with seven players scoring in double figures. After dropping Game 1, the Bucks racked up four straight wins to take the series in five. They'll face Toronto or Philadelphia. In the NHL playoffs, for the second consecutive series, the San Jose Sharks have come through victorious in a Game 7 at home. This time, they held off the Colorado Avalanche in the series decider to set up a Western Conference final meeting against the St. Louis Blues. Joe Pavelski made a triumphant return to the Sharks lineup after missing six games with a head injury. The captain scored a goal and set up another in a 3-2 win. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, the top stories once again. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says she is distressed by what she calls extreme views over proposed changes to extradition laws. President of the Medical Association says more needs to be done to attract overseas trained doctors to Hong Kong. And the lawyer representing Huawei executive Meng Wanzhou has told a Vancouver court that her US extradition case is politically motivated. News from RTHK. 